We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, we just got done watching the Nintendo Direct Mini. If you didn't know, that's probably because Nintendo announced it late last night and then they had it early this morning. Now, before we get to all of that stuff, we do have some other news to cover. Uh, If you didn't know, this is Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then on Friday mailbag episodes, we record that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, Today is the 20th. It is Monday. And they just did their direct. Stick around for that in the second half of the show. We've got some other stuff to talk about first. Um, we're coming up on the third, um, the, the final third of July. And if you have not yet gone to podcastawards.com and nominated Nintendo Switchcraft or 143 Pixels, uh, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. Um, again, that's podcastawards.com. All right, let's talk about Nintendo news. So I promise I'm going to get to the Nintendo Direct Mini uh, in a little bit. But first, um, there's a couple of news stories that caught my eye that I wanted to talk about. The first comes to us from Nintendo Life. And apparently there is a new Mario sports game that is on its way. Now, we have not seen a new Mario sports game in three years. I believe the last one was that weird one that had uh, soccer baseball, golf, tennis, and horse riding. Uh, I believe it was on the 3DS. And um, there's two listings, which you can find, again, over at nintendolife.com. They were registered in May, and um, they're set to expire May 2030. Uh, In both games, or I'm sorry, in both cases, the trademark is referring to Mario Sports. And so here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that means that we're going to, like, does this trademark mean that they're going to re, relabel their Mario Sports games? Mario Sports colon golf, Mario Sports colon baseball, Mario Sports colon horseback ride. You know, you know what I mean? Um, or are they making a new game called Mario Sports? where you have a bunch of different stuff to play, kind of like that one that came out on the 3DS uh, three years ago. And I, I, I don't have an answer uh, for you. I will say this. I would... Part of me wants it to be like a collection of sports games. Like, let's bring in golf and, and Super Mario Strikers and that weird baseball game that they had. Let's bring all of that stuff together and just make one Mario Sports game because that gives me the most value for my money. However, I would also really like it if, like, the, the, the fear that I have with that is that they would all be less than. 
Like they they would be less than the sum of the parts because you know maybe the soccer game wouldn't be quite as good. Maybe the tennis game wouldn't be as good as Mario Tennis Aces because you know when when you when you kind of try and do everything, you don't do anything particularly well. When you really really focus in on something, that's when you get something special and. Nintendo has been very, very good at making incredibly awesome uh, sports game, arcadey sports game experiences featuring Mario's the, the characters from the Mario universe. And I've had buckets of fun playing games like Mario Golf and Super Mario Strikers, and I really enjoyed uh, Mario Tennis Aces, even though I didn't end up playing it for very long because of the multiplayer stuff that they did. So... I'm not sure what I would prefer here. I, I, I don't know what I want, and I'm curious what you guys want. Would you prefer a Mario sports game that is a collection of sports games? That way you can dabble a bit in this one and dabble a bit in that one. Or would you prefer to have these sports games come out as standalone versions, you know, with, uh, you know, Super Mario Strikers 3, which would be awesome because that was a really cool game. They had a fantastic art style. And it was incredibly fun. And Nintendo just kind of let it die. I've talked about it a million times before. I want a Mario football game. American football. Not soccer. I want a, a Mario football game where, you know, Mario is the quarterback. Or Bowser is the quarterback of his team. Or Yoshi is the quarterback of his team. And you've got all of these teams and you could play it. And it's super arcadey and fun. And, you know, Mario can... Uh, you know, he's really good at throwing the ball. Bowser's really hard to, you know, he's not going to take a sack, uh, that kind of thing. I think that that would be awesome. And I don't know if they would do as good a job if they took a bunch of sports games and put them into a collection. What do you guys think? Let me know. I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. All right, there's a lot of reasons that I'm not interested in playing Mario Kart tour on my phone like I'm not even a little interested in playing Mario Kart tour on my phone I did try it when it first came out but one of those reasons that I was not interested in playing Mario Kart tour on my phone was because they decided to do things in portrait mode like you would hold the the phone like this and you would tilt it and I'm, I'm okay for those of you who are not watching the video you would hold the phone in portrait mode and tilt back and forth to steer and that's fine, but for me, I feel like doing it in a vertical mode, it just feels constricted. You can't see what you need to be able to see in a racing game, which is why I always, I never liked split screens in racing games because I felt like I couldn't see what I needed to see. And that's always been one of my many hangups when talking about about Mario Kart Tour. Now, uh, recently, Nintendo has uh, uh, fixed that problem. You can now play Mario Kart Tour horizontally as well as your original portrait setup. So now you can hold your phone in landscape and play like, like this. And... What I will say is there is a certain advantage to playing Mario Kart Tour in portrait mode because 
you know, your phone is kind of a one-handed device for the most part. And landscape mode is kind of an uncomfortable way to uh, to use uh, a device like this. So I understand why Nintendo wanted to go with portrait mode. But I do think that, that landscape mode is better. And I think that both is even better. So if you are somebody who really likes portrait mode, then you're all set. And if you're somebody who, like me, thought portrait mode was not the way to go, then guess what? Now you have a reason to try out the game again. Of course, for me, I'm not I'm not interested. I'm still not interested in playing it this way. And the reason is is because just the way that the game is designed. It's designed with like a gotcha system. It's designed with all of these monetization models that I've never been a fan of. And I'm not going to uh, talk about all of the reasons why I'm I'm not going to play Mario Kart Tour. But if the only reason that you didn't want to play Mario Kart Tour was because it was portrait mode, first off, I can completely understand that. Well, now... You can play in landscape mode if you want, and I think that that's a really good change from Nintendo. Have you played Atari today? So not too long ago, Behavior Interactive, which is the company that made the Dead by Daylight game, uh, they announced that they were working on crossplay between PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC users. Um, that is also now going to be coming to Nintendo Switch. There's three quotes that I want to let you know about, and it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, so number one, uh, they said once crossplay is live on all platforms, we will carefully monitor data to ensure the stability of the game. If it becomes unstable, we will disable crossplay to allow us to work on a fix. Player experience is first. They also said we are, uh, well, actually, first off, let me respond to that. That's great. I think that that's really, really fantastic. Um, You want to make sure that this is rolled out slowly so that it gets done right. Because if it's done poorly and then they just turn it on and walk away, that's always a bad thing. Uh, They also said we are thrilled to announce that we are preparing the first steps towards cross-progression. And that will be available for Steam, Google Stadia, and Nintendo Switch in September. Uh, so cross progression means that if you have earned stuff, like I don't know how Dead by Daylight works because I haven't personally played that game. Uh, but let's say that you uh, gain XP in the game and it unlocks like skins or something for you. Or maybe you bought DLC so that you can walk around killing people as Freddy Krueger or something like that. Um, if you have that stuff, let's say on your PC, well, in September, you'll also have that stuff on your Nintendo Switch by linking your accounts. And I think that this is something that I would like to see uh, moving forward. However, let me re- re- reread what I just said. It's coming to Steam, Google Stadia, and Nintendo Switch in, in, in September. Unfortunately, it's not coming to PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Uh, so if you are playing on PlayStation 4 and you've unlocked a bunch of stuff, and then, uh, you know, you pick this game up on Nintendo Switch, you have to re-unlock all of that stuff. Uh, Here's what um, Behavior Interactive had to say about that. They said, as of today, we cannot make cross-progression available on other platforms, and we have no guarantee that it will happen. However, we know that 
that this as a community wish, and we will keep trying to make it happen. So why is it not coming to other platforms? Why why is it that PlayStation and Xbox aren't going to be included in this cross-progression thing? Here's my guess. And again, this is a guess. I don't have any inside information. Well, okay, for PlayStation, I have a pretty good guess, and that's that Sony is saying no. Uh, Sony famously did this with Fortnite. Fortnite is a 900-pound gorilla in the room. You cannot push them around. So, of course, Fortnite said, um, yeah, you're going to allow us to do cross-progression or else. And Sony, of course, capitulated and said, all right, fine, we, we can do that. We'll, we'll beta test things and we'll, we'll see what works and what doesn't work. Now, why would Sony be against this? Well, because Sony knows that if you have a lot of a lot of experience in the game on their platform, you're not going to go play it on some other platform and have to start completely from scratch. That's why they don't want you to have cross progression. Um, as far as Microsoft, I don't know because Microsoft is, you know, they've been kind of the underdog this console generation. And so Microsoft has always kind of been, well, yeah, yeah, let's do cross-progression because then people might come over to our platform. Uh, whereas right now, Sony, twirling their mustache, they're, they're, they're over there saying, uh, no, we're going to lock people in on our platform so that they don't have any incentive to leave. And that's just kind of anti-consumer, and that's the way I feel about Sony uh, this generation. They've been very, very anti-consumer. Of course, if the shoe were on the other foot and Xbox was out in the lead and Sony was trailing behind, then uh, Microsoft would be doing this and saying, uh, no, we're not going to do that. And Sony would be the ones saying, oh, cross-progression's fantastic. We want everybody to have cross-progression. So at the end of the day... You know, again, we don't really know the reason. One reason could be because Sony doesn't want that. And maybe Xbox, uh, maybe, maybe I, I'm, I can't put my finger on why Xbox wouldn't. However, there is another reason. I'm not going to just push one narrative. There's another reason. And maybe it has to do with the way that the games are built and the databases are incompatible in some way. Um, Blizzard, which has... Uh, PC versions of Overwatch. They have uh, PC versions of Diablo. They also have uh, Switch versions of Overwatch and Diablo, along with PlayStation versions and Xbox ver- Xbox versions uh, of of well, not of Diablo. Oh well, no, yeah, the, you can play Diablo and Overwatch on pretty much everything, right? And none of it has cross platform or cross pro- cross progression ever. And I think that has to do possibly with, you know, just things being incompatible and Blizzard not wanting to put the work in to do it. So there is a chance, there is a chance that maybe Behavior Interactive is looking at the idea of doing cross-progression and they're saying it's too much work because of the way we design the game on PlayStation and Xbox. It's too much work for us to do that. And that's why we're going to say, well, we can't promise that we'll ever do that. But maybe that's not the reason either. We don't know what the reason is, but I would hope that as we get to the next gen, the Series X and the PlayStation 5, I would hope 
that this cross progression, cross play stuff is much more pervasive because I think that that's better for the consumer. And at the end of the day, anything that is better for the consumer is, in my opinion, better for the uh, the company that's making the games as well. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, we made it through all of the news, which was about uh, not the Nintendo Direct Mini. So now let's talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, last night, actually pretty late, they announced that they were having a Nintendo Direct Mini. And then it was very early today, uh, at 10 a.m. today, uh, my time. Uh, so there's one reason that somebody in chat just pointed out, which I think is actually a really, really good thing. Uh, Adam3247 says, I think the last-minute announcement reduces the time allowed for speculation, which I think fuels high expectations as rumors start to catch and spread. I agree expectations were better managed. There was no time to get your hopes up. Uh, and that's 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 absolutely correct. And he's responding to something that I said that you didn't get to hear because I had technical difficulties and I'm re-recording this segment. And I just thought that that was really uh, a good analysis on Adam's part. So before we get to the direct news, which of which there was very, very little, um, let's talk about how Nintendo was managing expectations. First off, I feel like they attempted... With the Treehouse Live event that they did recently, they attempted to manage expectations by replying to their own tweet saying, hey, everybody, this is not first-party stuff uh, when they were talking about the game that come that was after Paper Mario. Unfortunately, very few people saw that, and then they announced Bakugan, which even I, having extremely low expectations for the Direct, or I'm sorry, for the Treehouse event, I found that to be pretty disappointing. This time around, uh, let me read you the tweet that they posted last night. They said, On July 20th, we'll debut the first Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, a series focused on titles from our development and publishing partners. We'll share a few updates on a small group of previously announced Nintendo Switch games. Check out the full video release at 7 a.m. Pacific time. All right, so first off, they, they say that it's partner showcase, so they're really, really focused on, hey, it's not our stuff. It's other people's stuff, which I think is very, very smart. Secondly, they say we're sharing a few updates 
on a small group of things that were already announced. I think, again, that manages expectations. I went into this expecting very, very little, and that's exactly what we got. So, one thing I will, I, I am going to complain about is Nintendo use the YouTube Premiere feature and include the link so that people don't have to constantly refresh your YouTube channel over and over and over, hoping that it pops up. Oh, there it is. You know, because if you use the YouTube Premiere thing, you can include the link. We can all click on it. And then we can sit there and watch it together. And there's like even a countdown to when it's going to start. It's very, very useful to do it that way. Um, maybe they didn't do that because they're, again, trying to manage expectations. Okay, so I I think that overall, I found the Direct Mini to be fine. It didn't bother me at all. Uh, I feel like Nintendo did a good job managing expectations. My expectations are low. What they showed was... you know, right in line with what I expected. Nothing to get super excited about. So, Bill, we're 20 minutes into this damn show. How come you haven't told us what the the news is yet? Well, because I had to tell you about the other stuff first. Let's talk about what they actually uh, unveiled. So this is the press release from Nintendo. Um, The Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase revealed uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Highlights of the debut showcase include details of two new games in the popular and acclaimed Shin Megami Tensei RPG series, a high-definition remake of Shin Megami Tensei 3, a beloved classic in the series, which is coming out in spring 2021, and a game in the main numbered series, Shin Megami Tensei 5, which will have a simultaneous global launch on Nintendo Switch in 2021 as well. The Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase also revealed three paid DLC packs for Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring The Legend of Zelda, adding new character modes and maps. Additionally, the video showed off, and this is this is them talking, not me, um, the video showed off action-packed gameplay for two upcoming Switch games, Rogue Company and WWE 2K Battlegrounds. So first off, I want to say that outside of Shin Megami Tensei 5, every game that they showed showed gameplay, and I appreciate that. That, I think, is a very, very good thing. It drives me crazy when we don't get to see gameplay of a game. That's my biggest um, complaint about what they showed us for Shin Megami Tensei 5 is that there was no gameplay. So what do we know about Shin Megami Tensei 5? They said, the next numbered entry into Atlas's beloved Shin Megami Tensei series is coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch. This epic role-playing game order itself has... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. In this epic role-playing game, order itself has crumbled and chaos reigns over all. Shin Megami Tensei 5 will have a simultaneous global launch in 2021. Shin Shin Megami Tensei 3... Nocturne HD Remaster came out 17 years ago. Uh, it was u- known in the U.S. as Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Now the apocalyptic legend returns in a full high-definition remake of the classic game coming next year as well. All right, so for people who are fans of the Shin Megami Tensei series, I think that there's going to be a lot to be excited there ab- about there. I personally have never played a Shin Megami Tensei game. 
I've heard nothing but good things about them, though. And I think that five will probably be the first one that I try. Uh, just heard really, really good things, and I'm looking forward to trying it out. That's next year. Now, Rogue Company is a game that I had never heard of. Uh, I must have missed it when this was previously announced, but uh, here's what they have to say about it. A stylish new shooter lands on Nintendo Switch. Lay waste to your opponents with an arsenal of weapons and abilities in this online multiplayer third-person shooter from First Watch Games. Clash with other players in competitive and casual mode or rise to the challenge against AI opponents that surely bring the heat. If the players fall in battles, their teammates can revive them, letting them know, letting them immediately jump back into the fray. The game has cross-platform play and cross-save are also supported from day one, which is awesome. Along with support for motion control aiming, again, I think that's great if you like that. I am a fan of motion control aiming. And then for more information about Rogue Company, will be revealed later today on the official Rogue Company uh, Twitter handle. All right, so first off, I want to say awesome that this is getting cross-play, which means it will have uh, a healthy uh, base of players to to choose from. I'm hoping that if this cross-play is, in fact, with uh, PS4 and Xbox One and PC and stuff like that, that um, you have the ability to turn it off if you want to, because... Uh, Look, I don't know for sure, but I would guess that with a shooter or with this particular game, maybe it won't run at 60 frames per second on uh, Switch and it will on Xbox and PlayStation. And if that's the case, then you would have a significant disadvantage when playing against people on other platforms. That's why Fortnite separates the Nintendo Switch and the phones out into their own category uh, for matchmaking. Because they know that people who are on an Xbox and a PlayStation have an advantage over you if they ha because they have a higher frame rate. The same reason why when somebody's using a mouse and a keyboard, they're separated out so that they don't have an advantage over controller users. Of course, if you are partnered with, like if you're playing on a Switch or on a phone or something and you're uh, playing with somebody with a mouse and keyboard, then you're thrown in with all the mouse and keyboard players. And that's the way it should happen. I think uh, Fortnite... As much as I don't really like playing that game, I think that they have the best model for cross-play and cross-progression, and I think that Epic Games has done a really, really good job there, and I hope that that kind of thing sets a precedent for the future. Of course, I talked about this earlier when we were discussing Dead by Daylight. Uh, Rogue Company uh, has a... It's got a very cool vibe to it, and I'm very interested in seeing what kind of game this this turns out to be. I think that this could be really fun, and I'm I'm more I'm a lot more interested in seeing what Rogue Company talks about later on today. Uh, they also they also showed off WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I I don't care about wrestling. I don't care about wrestling even a little. Like, I, I haven't cared about wrestling since I was 10 years old. And that's not to say that wrestling is only for 10-year-olds. It's to say that I don't care about it. This game looks really, really good. I am very interested in playing this game, even though I'm not a fan of wrestling. It looks ridiculous and over-the-top, and that's exactly what they showed more gameplay of. They also 
did this this thing that I can't stand is when they show people playing a game and it's clear that these people were not playing the game. I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed to me like these were people where they were like, all right, look excited. Say your line, guy. Say your line, lady. Look excited. Jump up and, and uh, cheer. Okay, we got all of our shots. You guys can... And I'm not saying that these people don't play the game because as I was talking about on in Twitch chat, somebody said, yeah, these are all wrestlers because they showed wrestlers playing the game. Uh, these are all actual wrestlers and one of them's even like a Twitch streamer and they play games all the time and that's fine. But when I play games, I don't, I don't do that. And I don't think anybody else does either. It's, it's fine when, I don't know. I just felt like the whole thing where they were, they were overacting, which of course they're wrestlers. That's what they do. They're supposed to do that. That's kind of their shtick. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. I just found that section to be irritating. But I'm glad that they showed more gameplay and that game looks fun. It looks really fun. All right. The next thing that they talked about was Cadence of Hyrule is getting more DLC. If you don't know about Cadence of Hyrule, it is this... um, So there's this game called Crypt of the Necrodancer. And basically, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler where you have to play the game to the beat of the music. And then there was uh, Cadence of Hyrule, which is based on Crypt of the Necrodancer, basically taking that formula and applying it to Zelda themes and music. And it's an awesome game. Really, really great game. Well, it's getting three DLC packs. Uh, Pack one is the character pack. In the first pack... Five additional characters join the game's ensemble, including Impa, who excels in ranged attacks with the, uh, I'm not going to pronounce that, with a spear weapon. Uh, Arya, the perfect for players who like a challenge. Um, if you play as Arya and you take a hit, it's game over. So, Or if you miss a beat. So if you take a hit or if you miss a beat, you're dead. That's insanity to me. Uh, you also will have access to um, Frederick, which they didn't say anything about him in this uh, in this press release that they sent me. Um, they also have Shadow Link and Shadow Zelda. I think that all of that sounds really, really cool. I love to see new characters added into games that change the way that you play the game, which is awesome. Pack 2 is a melody pack. After purchasing this pack, 39... 39 songs will be added to the game, including remixed versions of the game's background background music. Players can change the background music at any time so they can listen to their favorite songs while journeying through Hyrule. That's awesome. The music in in this game is fantastic. Adding even more is just going to make it even better. Uh, And then there's Pack 3, and this is the one that I think most people will be most excited for, Uh, is additional story content. It's called Symphony of the Mask, and you get to play as Skull Kid and venture through a new map in the third DLC pack, complete with new songs and a new story. Skull Kid also possesses the power to change abilities based on what mask he's wearing. So these three paid DLC packs are coming to Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring Zelda, with the first patch... Uh, first pack launching later today. So how much are they? They didn't talk about the price in 
the Nintendo Direct, but they did mention it in the um, in the press release. So DLC Packed One will be available to purchase later today for six dollars. DLC Pack will also be released at the end of October for six dollars, and the third DLC Pack will be released before the end of October. And will be $10. You can get a season pass, which contains all three DLC packs as they release. And that will be available for purchase starting today for $14.99. So you're definitely going to save money by going with the season pass. People who purchase the season pass will also get bonus costumes for Link and Zelda. And if all of that wasn't uh, um, enough to get people excited about this game, I know that there's collectors out there. There is now going to be a physical version of the game that contains the main game and all three DLC packs, which comes out on October 23rd for 40 bucks. So that is all of the Nintendo Direct Mini. And I probably took twice as long to explain what was in the, N- the Nintendo Direct Mini uh, Partner Showcase that they took to talk about it. So why you guys listen to me, I'll never understand. Uh, But what did you guys think? Did you think that the Nintendo Direct Mini was good or bad? I actually tweeted this out earlier. There's a poll. You can reply to that poll for the mailbag episode. I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. You guys are fantastic. And that's our show for today. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. That, my friends, is our show for today. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, You guys are fantastic, and I also want to take a moment to thank our producers. These are everybody who are at the producer tier or higher on my Patreon, patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Orange Thunder, Paul Bramblett, Abigail 13, Eric Smith, Jordan Fords, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Brian Reese, Josephine, and Bustler. Thank you to each and every one of you. And thank you to all of our patrons. We are almost to 80. We are at 76 patrons right now. You guys are amazing. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, If you did not know, you can watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. On Fridays, you can watch the mailbag episodes on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And listen, if you have not yet joined our community Discord, we have all kinds of people, over 1,500 people waiting to talk to you not even just about games anymore. We now have TV channels. We have uh, movie channels. We have channels about books and music and uh, other podcasts from our giant size team up friends. Uh, join the Discord. It's an awesome community. We have so much fun work uh, playing games together and talking together about stuff. RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. It's not just for games anymore. Get on over there. Have fun and talk to us about all of the things that you're interested in. If you want to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. The music that you are hearing right about now is Cornarius Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You're awesome. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.